Hey there, welcome to the Casual Fight Fan Podcast. I'm your host, JJ. UFC 264 last weekend was an absolutely amazing card with a lot of great fights, but perhaps one of the most interesting fights was the one between rising bantamweight star Sean O'Malley and UFC newcomer Chris Moutinho. Today we'll be taking a look at O'Malley's fighting style and the technical aspects of his game that make him stand out to so many fight fans. Before we begin, I just want to share a little bit about this podcast and my vision for it. Casual Fight Fan is still an experiment for me, and I'm hoping to use this as a way to learn more about the technical aspects of combat sports, while at the same time sharing that knowledge with an audience and having fun throughout the process. I imagine I'm going to have a lot to learn about what's going to work and not work, and I'm always looking for feedback. So if there's anything you guys want to hear me talk about or change, feel free to let me know. I'll put the contact info down in in the description below. That's pretty much it. Um, Let's get into today's topic then. Sean O'Malley is one of the rising stars in the UFC. At only 26 years old, he's already had six fights in the um, organization. Uh, What's even more impressive is that he's already headlined the co-main event at UFC 252 against Marlon Chito Vera as an unranked contender. It's not too often that an unranked fighter gets to headline an event, so the fact that Dana White entrusted Sean with this just shows you how much promise and hype O'Malley has going for him. But it's not all just hype. The way Sugar knocked out Jose Quinones Eddie Wineland and Thomas Almeida demonstrates that there's something different about him, some sort of it factor. The way he teed off against Chris Moutinho this last weekend drives this point home. He literally hit him with 300-some clean shots in the face by the third round, and it got to the point where uh, he was even his hand was hurting from hitting Moutinho's face. Now, ignoring the fact that that fight may not have been the best matchup, It did show us two things. Uh, Number one is that, first of all, Chris Moutinho is a tough nut to crack. He shows toughness, heart, and a lot of courage. But number two is that Sugar is just a sniper when it comes to striking. Both men's stock rose after that bout at UFC 264, but I think people are even more excited now to see where O'Malley's UFC run turns out. Just like his rainbow hairstyle, Sugar is literally the rainbow unicorn in the sport. His spectacularly unorthodox style, along with his beautiful feints, quick footwork, and surprising power, all distinguish him from a division of killers and make him one of the most exciting fighters to watch in the bantamweight division right now. One of the characteristics that makes O'Malley so dangerous is his switch stance. Usually, fighters assume either the orthodox or southpaw position based on their handedness. So if you're a right-handed fighter, um, then your right hand is the power side, and you stand with your left leg leading forward. This is known as the orthodox stance. If you're left-handed, then the position just flip-flops, and you lead with your right foot. This is the southpaw stance. So the ability to fight from both orthodox and southpaw stances, which Sugar demonstrates excellently, requires a lot of time to develop, because training to throw a punch from a different side requires you to coordinate not only the hands, shoulders, and hips, but also all the other small stabilizer muscles that go along with the strike. 
it takes time to get used to the balance on both sides, as well as practicing the technique to switch from one stance to the other. Despite this, however, once the switch stance is mastered, it can confer a huge offensive advantage to the fighter by way of a more diverse attack, and this is something we see in a lot of O'Malley's fights. UFC color commentator Joe Rogan has talked about the switch stance on his podcast, and he notes that it's something that's becoming more common in the upcoming generation of MMA fighters. When MMA first began, most fighters predominantly came from a single martial arts background. Whether it was karate, boxing, Muay Thai, or wrestling, none of these traditional martial arts ever really emphasized practicing the switch stance, or the ability to throw punches from both sides. And I think the reasoning might have been that it would be better to excel in one stance than to be decent in both. After all, if you could throw excellent strikes from your most comfortable stance, like Conor McGregor in Southpaw or Stephen Thompson in an Orthodox, why waste your time and potentially risk diverting your focus by practicing from the other side? For these fighters who are already um, well-known and established, I think that not practicing the switch stance was merely a matter of convenience. They already had a well-established foundation, as well as a game plan that worked for them. And the benefits of being able to throw from both sides was so marginal uh, that it would cost them more time and energy to develop those skills than they would get out of using those skills. It was simply not worth it. However, as the sport expands to the mainstream, we are now starting to see MMA attract athletes who come from zero martial arts backgrounds. These fighters are free from the influence of traditional martial arts instruction, and therefore they can start from scratch and develop their whole game from a blank slate, taking the best from the MMA landscape that has evolved over the past 30 years. This upcoming wave of fighters will be able to display a more varied attack and Sean O'Malley is definitely the perfect representation for this. While learning to throw from different stances may be getting more common in MMA, it certainly isn't anything new, and fighters before Sean O'Malley have been doing it. Dustin Poirier, for instance, is a top lightweight contender, and he throws a mean right cross after shifting from southpaw to an orthodox stance. Cody Garbrandt loves to advance aggressively, while throwing a barrage of thunderous straight punches from both sides of the body. And Dominic Cruz, who fights orthodox, also switches stances to constantly confuse his opponents and make them hit air when they go after him. So what makes Sean O'Malley so special? What about his switch stance makes him so good? Well, I would argue that it is O'Malley's brilliant spinning attacks and the way he integrates his footwork that makes him so successful. When Sugar goes from orthodox to southpaw, he could be switching stances, but he could also be setting up for a spinning back kick, spinning elbow, or spinning wheel kick. We know that he has a knack for these moves and can throw them with incredible speed and power. So as his opponent then, it becomes quite tricky to figure out his footwork. For instance, if Sugar steps back with his right foot, he could be going to orthodox stance, or he could be planning to throw a spinning back kick. As his opponent, making the mistake of a wrong judgment call on this read could very well mean being on the end of a vicious strike with the result of bruised or even cracked ribs. 
Thus, Switch Stances gives O'Malley an aura of unpredictability that he uses very well to his advantage. In addition to the unpredictability, fighting from both sides effectively doubles the size of O'Malley's offensive arsenal. Mastering the lead hook means one weapon for the orthodox or southpaw fighter, but it means two weapons for the switch stance fighter. Obviously now it would take more time to practice both, but once mastered, he would have more ammunition in his toolbox. For instance, in O'Malley's fight against Eddie Wineland at UFC 250, he finishes his opponent with a rear feint uppercut, followed by a very well-timed straight cross, resulting in a fantastic walk-off KO. At UFC 260 against Thomas Almeida, we see Sugar using the same feint rear uppercut straight cross combo, except this time from the southpaw stance. Now, that combo wasn't the showstopper like it was in the fight against Wineland, but it just shows how dangerous O'Malley can be being able to throw the same combos from both sides. Apart from his unorthodox fighting stance, O'Malley also demonstrates a masterful use of feints that makes him look like one of the most Matrix-level fighters in MMA. Just like Lomachenko using his footwork to step out against his opponents in boxing, O'Malley using fakes is like a character in a video game with the speed turned up to 10 against the CPU on the easy speed setting. A stunning example is when in the fight against um, Mutino at UFC 264, with 2 minutes and 31 seconds left in the first round, O'Malley has his opponent hurt and begins to showboat. With his opponent's hands up high covering up, Sugar mimics dribbling the basketball in between a straight right cross, lead hook, and spinning back kick. This isn't against an opponent who's coming at him like a zombie, but for those beautiful 2-3 seconds, O'Malley almost has him paralyzed. Just as a side note, the fight was probably a pretty conspicuous mismatch, and it would be interesting to see if he shows the same flair against some of the top contenders in the division. Sugar's feints are sometimes so fast and subtle that I have to re-watch multiple times in slow motion before I see what actually happened. In his fight against Eddie Wineland, I originally thought that O'Malley ended the night with a simple straight cross. It wasn't until they showed the replay that I saw the faint rear uppercut. It was subtle, perfectly well-timed, and one can only imagine how tricky it is being in the octagon face-to-face -face with him dealing with those fakes. Another feint O'Malley likes to use a lot is his look-away feint. He primarily utilizes this in an orthodox position, looking away to the right for a moment before um, throwing a strike with his rear hand, almost like a glitch in the matrix. We see Sugar using this multiple times in his fight against Almeida with limited success, but it's his fight in the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series that we see this feint land. With 1 minute and 19 seconds left to go in the first round of that fight, O'Malley deftly snaps his face away and then back, before throwing a clean right straight onto Kashakin's chin. Granted, Kashakin was a little rocked at that point, so he might uh, just have been caught in a bad moment, but it's also probably valid to say that this feint was effective because all throughout that fight, O'Malley had been throwing spinning back fists from his orthodox position, so turning away did pose a credible threat, and that was a solid setup for the feint.
Finally, O'Malley's distance control is pretty on point. Standing at 5'11", he's taller than most fighters in the division, which gives him a pretty significant reach advantage over his opponents. This means that at the optimal distance, he would be able to hit his opponents at the very end of his punches, while his opponents would miss if they threw back at him. Having the reach is one thing, but using it to the fullest advantage is another. If an opponent is good at getting to the inside and fighting from the pocket, like a Mike Tyson, then having the lengthier frame means absolutely nothing. Sugar is adept at using his teep or front push kick to keep his opponents at bay from getting too close to him. Again, we see this executed many times in the fight against Mutino, but he also uses this well against other opponents too. Above all else, I think O'Malley's understanding of distance is demonstrated by his ability to fight even when backing up. Against Kashakin on the Contender Series and Mutino on the Poirier-McGregor card, O'Malley backjogs almost the whole time from his aggressive opponents, who are constantly advancing and want to close the distance and bang it out with him. However, even in retreating, he's able to fire off jabs and crosses that accurately find their target. It's incredible, because it takes a lot of energy to be continuously backstepping, and it takes away a lot of power from strikes because you're not able to plant on your rear foot and throw your weight into the punches. O'Malley is unusually adept at flicking his punches with whip and crack and planting at the right moment to catch his opponent with a well-timed power shot. Alright, um, that's pretty much all we have for the podcast today. If you guys enjoyed the content, please give this podcast a like and subscribe, and I would really appreciate it. I'm also looking for feedback, so if there's anything you think I should change, techniques I should analyze, fights I should watch, let me know that as well. Contact info in the description down below. Um, I'm still figuring out the ropes on writing and producing, so depending on how long it takes, I envision dropping the next episode in either two or three weeks, so stay tuned for that. Until next time, I'll see you guys. Have a good week. Bye-bye.